what's with the New York ones going like the the police cars moving? Sounds like a whale. It's just whale a, a quick burst instead of turning on the siren. Completely. I think it's a different mechanism than it used to be, right? I don't know what triggers it. It's not like a compression air horn. <laughs> just <laughs> some electronic noise at this point. I think it's a different electron. I've never heard it before. And that's our topic today. Sirens. Sirens. All the different ways that a siren can be, right? What is the word? Intonations? No. Incarnations? Incantations? Keep going. (laughs) Intubations? In (laughs) In fact, you taught people English. They liked me because I was like, you know what? English is hard, you guys. People who were born speaking English don't speak perfect English. And you're going to, by the end of this thing, you're going to know more about English than they will. Neither do you speak perfect English. Perfect. Did I say perfect? (laughs) Perfect. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and it's Autumn's week for a topic. My week. My week. And this week I want to talk about, at first I was thinking we would talk about childhood, but that was such a, that covers such a huge time and all kinds of different things that happen in childhood. Broad is what you're saying. A broad topic. Word economy. Word economy. That topic is too broad. Like this broad over here. I want to get our show down to 20 minutes. So you got to choose your words widely. Widely? (laughs) Wisely. (laughs) That was the perfect time to say the wrong (laughs) Being an asshole. (laughs) Yes. All right. Serves you right. Shut up. The topic that I want to do today is puberty. It could be our puberty. It could be. Uh, how kids are maybe dealing with puberty uh, now and the different challenges that I think kids have nowadays. What's uh, what's got you thinking about puberty? You're sitting on the couch. Puberty enters the mind. No, it was childhood. And I I, thought I get that. But when you're narrowing it down to puberty is the way to go. The worst time of life. Let's focus on the absolute most horrific time period in a person's life. uh, And, you know, that's not related to bad choices what do you mean not related to bad choices well your life could surely get worse if you based on bad choices or circumstance but this is something everyone has to go through there's no stopping it no there's no stopping it and everyone around you is going through it at different paces but at the same time because all your friends you're in school and you're just i'm sure i because when i think about my puberty i kind of went through puberty a little early yeah, fill me in. Let's hear right. about your puberty. I've been waiting since I've known you for how many years have I known you? 2002. Yeah. So 17 years I've been waiting to know about your puberty. Well, finally. Are you sitting down? Oh, I've been sitting. What a roller coaster ride. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I got my period super early. I think before I was, I, I don't know how that works, but I think it was before I started going through puberty. I got my period, which How I'm old? sure is, I was in third grade. Third grade? How old so, is third grade? Four, five, six, seven, eight. I was eight, probably. I was eight or nine. All right. That is very early. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I did. Just, just to give you a comparison, these days, average onset of puberty for girls is 10 to 11. Right. Used to be 15, by the way. Oh, really? And we've gotten to the point where it's coming much earlier. Scary. We'll get into that later. So third grade. 
I know. It's like watching Inspector Gadget and not thinking about sexual reproduction in the least. Well, just because you have your period, it doesn't really, even though it has everything to do with reproduction, it didn't have anything to do with that for me at the time. And when I got it then, it wasn't, I don't think it was like a consistent 28-day period type of, like adult period. I think that it took a while to sort of really lock in. Um, But I do remember being like the only kid, you know, having to worry about that. No one, not everybody knew. I got it with my friend when we were at the lake. And I I was like, I think I got my, I think this is my period. (laughs) And uh, she was surprised. And my parents like got me a cake because I was like a woman now or something at eight. They got you a cake to celebrate this occasion. Yeah, because you're a woman now. <laughs> were they actually excited about it? Were they trying to make you, were you upset that this had happened? So this cake is a way to make you feel better? Or was there an actual joy instilled in your parents when the period came and they said, get a cake. It's time for that cake. We've been waiting to get her. I don't think they were excited. I don't think that they were celebrating that I had it or that they were happy about it. I think it was just, listen, let's make this a thing that is a positive thing for you you are now a woman what did the cake and, say was there a message on it maybe congrats. i had like a rainbow bright on it because i'm eight <laughs> congrats you're a woman um but like i said it's not like with a really even, crude curvy woman with a big bust and then a big butt yeah. coming out it, it said tits tits right around the corner <laughs> get ready to bloom yeah and there's a big flower on it. And I just wanted the flower icing. You know, I just wanted that. Because when you're little, you don't pay attention to how horrible that tastes. You just want the big flower icing. And then guys, you know, also drawn. And what is that gel that they put on cakes that they write with? What is that? Uh, I don't know. Garbage gel? And they, yeah. They, they take garbage juice and they put some, like, gelatin in it, probably. I don't know what it's officially called. But that's what I'm. Just know, gel. The, icing gel. Well, all right. So you got a cake. No wonder yeah. you dated people older than you. Well, that's the thing. I kind of feel like my thirty-year-old brain... when you were fifteen. No, which not is true. Odd. That's... <laughs> I mean, he if was seventeen. Okay. Yes, he was seventeen when I was like sixteen. No, fifteen. When I was fifteen, he was seventeen. I don't know why. When I first heard about that, that came off as some unfathomable thing. It's a huge difference back then. Think about that. When you're basic, he wasn't this because he didn't graduate, but you're out of high school and you're dating someone who's a uh, junior? Sure. 17. Sophomore? 17? Yeah. Someone, and just someone who's still in high school, I feel like, is tough. I mean, you had that girlfriend that you think may have cheated on you because she was away in college. Like, you're just... You know, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different thing. As we gotten, we've gotten older, two, three, four, six years difference is not is nothing. No, and looking back on it, I mean, if I had a daughter and a seventeen-year-old wanted to date her and to get the hell out of here, that's right. one thing with with girls who go and through sex too. Like their drive for sex as a seventeen-year-old versus a fifteen-year-old. That's a huge divide too. Well, one of the except big for things, me because I got my period. Well, one of the big things with women who go through or girls who go through puberty early is they end up dating older guys because they develop, and then the older guys like the fact that they're womanly mm. and uh, that they're innocent. Yeah. You know, an 18-year-old dating, 
I would hope an 18-year-old never date a 13-year-old. But puberty is, is hitting, and women are... They, I guess you're technically turning into a woman. They're girls, right? You're a yeah. girl. I don't care if it's a 13-year-old's a girl. No, a 13-year-old is a girl. Yeah, but so you get in these situations where these dudes will prey on, on these girls. It's like, look at that. Look at that shapely girl. Oh, she's only 14. That's, she hasn't oh. been ruined yet. Ew, I don't, I don't even. I don't even drive. mean that sexually. I just mean in general. It's like no dude has showed her what scummy creatures we really are yet so i'll be the one to introduce her and then she falls for it because the guy's 17 years old and playing lacrosse whoa and i'm new in high school and it's all crazy and i don't know how i fit in but if i date david who's a junior man david he's got his parents are in that country club she gets pool access all summer yeah free rides in the golf cart oh he took me out to the hole 14 yeah to match make out make out hole (laughs) he said he wanted to show me the constellations oh yeah is that is that something somewhere i i wouldn't No, i'm making this up just like you are i understand that you're making it up but this david character if i take offense to this idea that a guy would use the constellations looking at the stars a beautiful thing because that's your thing you like that i don't I, i don't ever ask anyone to do it but it's I, too pure of a thing because you think you might do something like that and you wouldn't push anyone to do anything david would never think would. of the constellations he doesn't care about anything bigger than himself all David's right, a guy whose con- world is very small he doesn't think about the stars he has no clue the sun's a star david <laughs> this is not in his mind any of this david is <laughs> okay. just a creep who's preying on young girls because they have boobs now Yep, and they're making out, and she's fine with that, but then he's he's pushing her just a little too far. He's not raping her. He's not going, he's not sexually assaulting her, but she is a little afraid for him to go up her shirt, but she's letting him anyway, and then he tries to go down her pants or something, and she's like, I don't know, I don't know. She's like, come on. You're getting, you're, you're, it's too, okay, that's enough. It's too graphic now. There's something to be said about leaving some of this to people's imaginations. He yeah. wants her to touch him, but she's too scared, but he kind of pushes it. It's not. I get n- that. I understand. We've established that without saying it. We don't have to go into graphic detail about minors making out and going to different bases on the 14th hole of the country club golf course. But don't you remember when you're going through puberty what that was like? Because you did kind of have to push each other, right? At least the I feel like typically... The girl in this situation is not the gas. You know what I mean? The dude, the man. Well, it boy depends on what's going on. If it's actually David who's done this before, yes, he's pushing the other person. But yeah. as a guy who went through puberty, I had no fucking clue. Yeah. And the first time I ever, I, I, could, I don't even recall what happened. My first kiss wasn't until 15. So it was like, it was like a loser. Peck on the lips. Yeah. Uh, was it a girlfriend? No, it was just a girl at someone had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. A boy-girl birthday party, which was a big deal. Totally. Your parents are like, is there a chaperone there? Are the parents home? Yeah, it was at the at his house, and the parents were there. It, that, that also became the house where I became friends with this guy, and we would go underage drink, and the parents would be there. Like, okay. Oh, <laughs> just, really? Just As long as you're here, we know you're safe, hmm. which I, you think is cool at the time, but it's. It, I'd look at it and say, wow, I'm glad my parents weren't like that. I'm glad yeah, those too. weren't my parents, but- you know, at that age. And maybe there's something to be said for it. I still think it's BS to to set up that scenario. But if, if the people are staying over and not driving, 
after they get drunk, then fine. I guess everyone's so That safe. idea has some merit, but it's not healthy. No, it's not. Right. There's no boundaries being set by the parents. Right. It's like, just do it. As, well, the boundary is you have to keep it in here. Yeah, and that's the only boundary. But the real boundary should be, no, you're 15, 16. You're not drinking. Right. Sorry. I know you're Unless it's with it. us at the table, maybe like a little half a glass of wine if you're... I think that's... Look, if you're responsible and you've earned some sort of trust, that kind of thing. Kids are going to go out and drink, so it needs to yeah. be addressed. So just saying you're not drinking, you know, I realize the flaws in that statement uh, after I said it. But yes, if you introduce alcohol reasonably. Yes. And maturely, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, your kid will grow up with that view. But the point is the party, there was some dancing. <laughs> was it in an unfinished basement? No, it was a finished basement with a pool table. I was going to say pool table. <laughs> Damn it. I wish I'd said it. I was definitely there. So, I mean, that <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. I, I guess I'm out of puberty by the point I even got to the point where I'm with a girl and the awkward. We're kissing and I don't know what to do at this point happened. But I certainly wasn't pushing anything. Sure. I well, think, not in that moment, but in other times? No. I don't mean to come off as some saint. I'm not. I'm a scummy mm-hmm. person in many different ways. But one realm where I've been, I I don't see any black marks on my uh, my history is yeah. with with women. It's like uh, forcing this on you. If anything, was probably too cautious. And it's like I'm not into that guy. What a loser! I want a man to take control. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tell him what to do. I, which is fine. And once things are established, that can happen. But. So David, in this instance, in the story, okay. he is pushing things, and I, I'm, not, I'm trying I'm not trying to dismiss your original point. I guess a lot of the times it doesn't really match up where both people have never done that before. So someone has, and that person will probably be a little pushier than the other person. Right, and that can be good, right? Because if you trust, okay. Not David, but if you trust the other person who is a tiny bit more experienced, which is at at this point is I'm sure they've just done it one other time and not had sex one other time, but just like done whatever you guys are about to do. It's not like they're some expert or sex god or something. Um, It does feel nice that the other person is sort of leading you because you're too afraid to do it. Or especially at that age, I think being um too seeming too knowledgeable about whatever is going on when you guys are like making out or having sex or whatever it feels slutty because back then right there's a lot of labels on everything and you're trying to figure out who you are and how you are and that's also really influenced not just by the outer society but like the micro society in your high school or in your friend group so you yeah. have a lot of expectations on how to be. So like if both of you are into it and you're making out or you're doing something, that's fine. But if you, I feel like in my memory, if I started to act like too knowledgeable or something in some sort of sexy way, then I felt slutty or I felt like they were going to think I was slutty. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different issue. That's a problem with, our perception on right girls and boys and men and women and assigning roles to them and what they're supposed to be, which to tie it into puberty, there is certainly a thing where girls have puberty earlier anyway. Mm -hmm. 
but yours hit very early. And girls who have puberty before other girls, it's viewed as a negative thing. Oh, yeah. They turn into, especially when their boobs grow early or if they end up having really big boobs, then they're like sluts. You know? Whereas a boy who hits puberty before the other boys, it's viewed as a positive thing. Quite often, it's a good this person. Wow, they can take control now and be a leader in the school and they're <laughs> going to be successful in life. Where did, That's ridiculous in its own yeah. right. But again, that is a different, it ties into this. But, you know, what you're saying, feeling slutty, that should not be. I mean, I'm sure that if you were with a boy and you did take some kind of control, the reason the label is put out there, slutty, is because it's also somehow demeaning to the guy because he doesn't know and you know. Yeah. He is the one who's supposed to take control and show you. It's like all ridiculous, protective bullshit. It's like my ego's so fragile and I can't have a girl. Get out of here. Yeah. I, and, and at that time of life, everything's confusing. Egos are are fragile. You, you said you're trying to find who you are, figure out your way, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because you're really just conforming. There's never been a bigger time in my life of conforming with others than puberty. But it felt like you were not, right? It didn't feel like you were conforming because it felt like you were finally taking some control over your per- projected personality. No, I but you're like, right. But really, are you're like putting yourself in different costumes or like different puzzle whatever shapes was, to see whatever if it's was right. cool because you just want to fit in so you don't stand out. Go before like elementary school, I was myself. I didn't think about such things. Like, what are other people thinking about me? Oh, they think I'm weird. I remember the first time someone thought I was weird, and I didn't even. It, it hurt. It hit hard. It's like I was just being myself. I didn't know that this was weird, and it starts making you question right. then who you are. And then you get to middle school, which is when puberty, unless you're autumn and you're in third grade, hits. <laughs> I guess it is earlier. And I, I forget the ages and grades, but if at, it's five years, at, so whatever grade it is, add five. So and I mean, that's at, how old they are at this point, since puberty is coming earlier, which people attribute to better nutrition, but it's probably many other things, all the hormones. I don't know yeah, if that's maybe. better nutrition, but they're your sixty-pound chicken. When by nature they should weigh seven pounds. <laughs> Yeah. It is always funny when you see some sort of documentary or something about some village somewhere and they have chickens and they're these tiny little <laughs> shrimpy looking things. So what if, for whatever reason, it's coming <laughs> earlier, but I still associate it with middle school. And totally. That's the norm. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And yes. so you get to middle school and it's already all these changes are happening in your body and you don't know what the hell's going on. And you took a health class where they dance around issues and half the school's population isn't there because their parents didn't sign off and allow them to go in. And, and you're so nervous in that class because you do want to, they encourage you. I remember they encouraged us to use the proper words for things and just saying penis, vagina, breasts or whatever was too intense. And so anytime that I just remember being so nervous and like not even nervous, but um, just full of so much adrenaline and like excitement during that, that those health, uh, those sex ed classes that I, re- I don't remember anything. You know what I mean? Like your your brain is flooded with all these endorphins or whatever. And so you can't even pay attention or retain anything. Yeah, I already knew all this stuff, too, because my mom would give me, you know, the rundown when I asked where oh, meaning you? where babies come from. So you first get that answer. And then there wasn't like in-depth conversation about puberty and changes that were happening in your own body. But mm-hmm. uh, 
it was mostly because I shut that down. So I don't I don't want to talk about that. So yeah. it was there and I heard enough and I knew enough. People are giggling in those classes because it is it's nervous laughter, I assume. Yeah. You hear the word penis. <laughs> we, need, yeah. I, we need to be set up somehow so it's just normal. And so you're not nervous going in there. But the point with this is ultimately get to middle school. I've been living as an individual, mostly because my brain's not developed and everything's about me when you're a child. Sure. That's the truth. Then you get to middle school and all this is happening and people offset the anxieties they're feeling by picking on others. I remember there was a kid who got hair on his legs in fifth grade before everyone else and people just shit all over him (laughs) for no reason other than look at that. Even though it was going to happen to every other guy, he was, it was the first. And so you don't want to be that person. You see that. So yeah, I, I felt like, there was never a point where I conformed more. It's like you're wearing Looney Tune shirts and Nautica jackets, and I don't understand the hip hop references to that. I don't. I'll get those too, and I'll wear oh. those. Oh man, I had no clue what it what it was. Yeah, or why it was just a lot of people were doing. That's what I mean. You're trying things on to see if it fits you, if it suits you. Yeah, but it's the thing that everyone else is also trying. Exactly, on. but you feel like it's something new for you because you're fi- before you were unaware and. It, it really is that you were more yourself, but now you feel like taking charge of that projected personality or whatever, that that's actually your personality, but it's not, it's just, you're trying things on to see how you fit. Like I was a hippie. I was trying to get bell bottoms and, you know, wear like flowers in my hair and where were you doing your shopping at the mall? Well, that was late. Well, that was later. I don't know where I was. A lot of <laughs> it was cool to go get those. Middle Massimo. school was a weird time. I was at thrift stores. I had like a Redskins red shirt that I wore a lot. I I I would go to the boys section of the Goodwill and I would pick out like weird T-shirts that I thought were some reference to something that I d- I didn't know, like some camp or you know some team that they not like a sports team, but like uh, some I don't know competitive something team shirt that everyone had made or something that had like somebody else's name on like jeremiah you know something like that or i loved those so maybe and you were stronger you're a stronger person you were trying to figure out who you were or i was just trying to hide in the masses maybe that's what you do maybe that's what you choose maybe that's is either you disappear into the wall as camouflage or you try and step forward because i was but at the same time i was conforming i was conforming to these different things i was like i'm i'm a hippie and uh, or I'm um, I was trying to get the school to recycle. I was really into recycling um, and like saving the planet. And then I was also a skater eventually. And so I was at Wish, not the Wish now that's like a dollar for everything, but that Wish skateboarding company. Um, you were I was poser. really into that. You weren't a skater. You were a poser. I skate. I skateboarded. Yeah. Yes. How good were you? I could not ollie, <laughs> which is the first thing you learn. But I could, I mean, I skated my, I used my skateboard all over the place. We would skateboard to get cigarettes. Do you have airwalks? <laughs> you were a um, bad kid. Yeah, I was a bad kid. This is uh, interesting. I hung out with all boys and I would wear like, I was dyeing my hair pink in middle school, like, sh- like chartreuse or something. And yourself, I, were you just doing this at home? 
No, I was doing this at home. Um, your parents, lots of eyeliner. Your parents ever talked to you about any of this? No, they were. They felt like it was some expression of something. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing either. I wore combat boots and I was wearing these loose shorts once and I was sitting in my driveway with uh, my friends and I had my, I just had, I was sitting in the drive with my like knees up, my feet down and they were all laughing and I didn't know why. And then I had, everybody had to go. And then later my friend John told me that they could see my underwear because I guess my shorts were big, I guess like the legs were big. Well, you could see underwear. Who cares? Well, back then think about what that means. You're a kid and you're these skateboard douchey middle school kids like, <laughs> underwear. there's a going back to you dyeing your hair there's a stigma attached to that for some reason that i've never understood there is, is. It, is so it, my mom before i started high school she made me change it back because she didn't want me to go into high school she wanted me to start fresh and she didn't want everyone anyone looking at me and saying like judging me because my hair is pink but she took me to this horrible salon like garbage salon in lawrenceville where they didn't know how to do it. And so they fried my hair. And so really, like my first uh, freshman year picture is looks like Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, you know, with my hair sticky, <laughs> like brown, horrible. It was the worst. You have a copy of that photo anywhere? Yeah, I'll, I'll post it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Okay. <laughs> but, but the hair thing, there was always this idea that goes to the bad kids because, mm-hmm. but why? People who actually are, trying to express themselves and get out of the mainstream, even though that becomes its own group of confirmation in its own right, mm-hmm. but it's a much smaller group and it's an outcast group. But I don't think it's not the person who chooses to dye their hair in sixth grade, a different color that, that's bad. It's, I think even adults at that point are just automatically write them off as the bad kid. So it's like, well, you already think that I'm acting like this. So I may as well. I think we're we're talking from our point of view in this time. But if you think about back then, I mean, the point still stands, but it just wasn't happening. You know what I mean? It, it's just like um, the way that tattoos used to be only sort of the underbelly of society or something that people were getting tattoos, either that or they were like sailors or army people. But now it's so much more common and the same thing with hair. I think back then it just meant something. And so I wanted to sort of be a part of that, even though I hadn't earned anything and I wasn't doing anything that was like punk, you know, but I wanted something about that I wanted. Yeah, I'm not judging it at all. I always thought that was cool. I like the people with different colored hair. Yeah. My whole was thing cool. was just what can I do to draw the least amount of attention to me. Yeah. I want to be left alone. Nobody talk to me. Nobody notice me. This is how I'm going to get through this. Well, that makes sense because look at our personalities. But it, it's, <laughs> is this where these they develop? Is this, am I a result of that, this inability to cope with? Because I was picked on. Uh, I don't know. I can't give you a time frame. It's not as clear cut when puberty hits for right. boys. It happens, but you know. Do you remember like getting pubes or getting armpit hair? Or? I was trying to think about that leading into the show when you told me you want to talk about this. And I don't. It's just me either. It's just strange. They're here. They've The pubes have been there. Hair on my arm and legs. It's been there. Yeah. But I don't remember when it showed up. Me either. It seems like that'd be something you'd be like, wow, there's a bunch of hair growing in this one spot. I, 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 didn't, I don't remember it happening. I don't remember. It, I have no recollection. Zero. And it was something I wanted to try to figure out. Just so as a gauge to when this happened. Yeah. 
you know, I remember in seventh grade, so, you know, one thing that's easy to remember as a boy is your voice starts to crack because it, oh, it gets yeah. deeper. And I was giving a presentation and my voice cracked and then everyone laughed, including the teacher. The teacher's laughing at me. And she, it, she probably thought it was sweet. Even if that's the case. And then talk to the kid afterwards, pull me aside. And like, I know I laughed, but, you know, this is okay. And it's happening to everyone else. But yeah, I, and before I went up to give the presentation, there was a fear that this was going to happen. And then it did oh, happen. Yeah. And then shame like just rained down on me. And I had to carry it around for the rest of that year. There's no way. It's teachers, adults laughing. They're laughing. <laughs> that's something that's normal. Yeah. And it doesn't even <laughs> if it's... I just hate... if. I hated that time. I, yeah, it's a hard time. Did you ever get like erections in class? I, f- I hear that that's something that dudes get. Like the, it just like the wind blows and they get a boner. Yeah, that would happen. Yeah. I mean, that, was that hard to deal with or did you have to ask anybody about it or did you talk to your parents, your dad about it or anything? No, I didn't talk to my dad about it. I didn't ask anyone about it. It just okay. happened. It's not like. And you have to hide it. Well, it's not like didn't have erections before puberty. They, were, they, they start to come with more frequency. Yeah. But it's not something out of the blue. I mean, well, it is in the middle of math them. class. Yes, but then you just sit there with your hips kind of pulled in. Oh, really? Okay. And, we, and, you know, I brought this up on another show. Umbros were very popular, soccer shorts, which were mm-hmm. kind of baggy. And then boys would wear them with boxer shorts, so their balls would just hang oh, out. Oh, yeah. And I wanted Umbros, but I just want to be like everyone else. My mom refused to buy them for me, so I never had them. So maybe I, she knew. Maybe that's why. Maybe she did know. And and looking back, I'm happy that she didn't allow it. But mm-hmm. uh, at the time, that's a big slight against me. How dare you? I just want to look like these other guys who I think are cool. Yeah. Look at them picking on those other boys in the hall. And if I can get on their side, I won't be picked on. And I can get on their side by wearing umbros. <laughs> did you really not think that ex- exactly? But did you think like that? There's a like, I don't want to be picked on, so I need to be cool, or I just want to be kind of cool. I think it was just a way. It's like, I can get over there. They won't bother me. Okay. But then there's a weird hierarchy. Yeah. Hierarchy. How, what were your friends like? Did you, what, what sort of social group were your school, friends nerdy, in? Nerdy. There was this computer game that was like a flight simulator, but it was military jets. And I used to go to my friend's house and like you could he would control the mouse and be the pilot and I'd be like the co-pilot and I'd set radar waypoints and fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun, right? But this word of this gets out, it's the end of you. Because God <laughs> forbid and this uh, does this directly tie to puberty. I might I it's that time frame. Yes. And the reason I think it does tie to puberty and I'm bringing it up and I think it's fair game is because again you have no clue what's going on. No one's really explained anything to you. It's just happening. You're confused. Everything's changing. And one of the easiest ways to offset that anxiety and actual physical feeling because things is just to pick on other people. You just pick out people. And you, dep- it depends because you didn't do that. I didn't do that. It just well, depends I did on it your to personality. An extent, the, that, it depends on, I think, how you're raised. What right. I was saying, though, is there's the, the hierarchy in the sense that people made fun of me. They were at the top, but then there were people below me, and I made fun of them. There was, I, 
Maybe I it's sh- a boy thing. It may and be- girls are gr- girls are more psychological. <laughs> Which you know, I don't know what's worse. It's yeah. all bad stuff. The psychological is a fertile playground. <laughs> there was this one kid, Philip, I would just pick on for no reason, just because I could, because he was below me. And the flow I, chart. I did that in elementary school. I picked on someone on purpose. I was like, I'm going to pick on you because y- I, you, you are doing something that I used to do that now I know is uncool. And so I picked on her and then I felt horrible. So I was like, that was me. <laughs> you know, like I was, I was that person. And so I didn't do it again. Well, good. I'm glad that you didn't do it again. But in middle school, I did exclude people from our group. You know, like if I was in a certain friend group and this other person wanted to sort of also be in it, I would encourage leaving her out of things or making fun of her, talking shit about her to the other girls and, I mean, I never, I always treated her nicely. I probably ignored her a little bit, that kind of thing. But I, I was never like, you're not allowed because you're whatever. You know, I, I was more probably passive aggressive, which I think is more respectful. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's going to get away without being nasty to another person. Yeah. So. And I don't even know today if she would even say that I was being nasty. You know what I mean? But I knew I was being nasty. I didn't want to hang out with her. I thought she was lame. I didn't want to be a part. I didn't want her to be a part of this group. Yeah. So on the the different ways that you can be mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's still not great behavior. But again, you have no clue what you're doing. You're feeling no. your way through this. Um, did you know ahead of time what was going to happen through puberty? I know that you said that your mom... Or someone gave you the sex talk. I think but it still Did anybody me off- tell you like all these things are going to happen to you? Yeah, it still caught me off guard. I feel as though it was one of those things where and then fifth grade, I was I was allowed to take the sex ed class, too. And they talked about a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But still, when it happened, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah. You know, I've, I've told the story before on the other radio show, and it is somewhat embarrassing. But, you know, the first time there was masturbation. And then ejaculate. I I knew that that was part of it. Yeah. But still, there was this horror and panic. What just happened? I could not get my mind around it. And I ran upstairs and passed my sister's room where my mom was hanging out. She asked, what's wrong? Nothing. I slammed the door. And I thought, if that's what it's like, I'm never doing it again. That's finished for me. 20 minutes later. <laughs> a few days. I was like, well, but it did feel good. Then you have to devise ways at that point to make it the least messy possible. Yeah. Wait, let me ask you before we go too far. Why were you downstairs and your mom and your sister were upstairs? That's weird. I don't know. Where were you? Watching the Scrambled Spice channel. Well, they were upstairs? Yeah. They were you afraid? Yeah, and the, it, this, you hear movement, you switch the channel. Whoa! It wasn't, it's not like I just was exposed, it was mo- mostly rubbing. It was easy <laughs> to change the channel, nobody knew, the okay. clothes were on. Okay. So. Clothes were on? Oh, you were, ru- oh, from the this, outside you yeah, were rubbing? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I need every detail. <laughs> it's fine. It's just. Interesting. It's still, I think back on it, I know there was nothing wrong with it, but that feeling, it's like an mm-hmm. old smell. It's 
<laughs> oh, oh god no no i'm not saying it smells like you smell something it triggers memories talking about it is kind of the same thing it's just yeah. triggering this, this memory. well when you say smells it made me think of you know people to women will say like we have it so hard you know with the babies and the periods and the whatever like guys especially when you're what we've been talking about where your brain is just scrambled because of the hormones surging through your body. You're having to deal with all of that. And when you want to have an orgasm, something comes out and you got to deal with it and it smells and your mom knows <laughs> you know I mean? like that's a lot. That's a, that's a thing. You're very capable of fooling yourself into thinking your parents don't know, but you yeah. realize later on they know I told you one method. Oh boy was to take, you don't have to do it. You started it, but you don't have to end it. It was just, I didn't Ziploc bags, but then I didn't <laughs> want to throw them away in the trash because they could be discovered. So I would cut off the Ziploc part. <laughs> and then I flushed the bag down the toilet. Sometimes it took 12 flushes. They had, they knew. There's no way they didn't. And then it... <laughs> And then it just turned to like dirty laundry and I would do my own laundry in the middle of the night. And then my mom would say, why are you doing laundry? Plastic two in the morning? bags. Hey, I think it was actually, I put a lot of thought into this and said, what's the way it's going to leave the least amount of evidence? Never mind that it could just clog the whole. And just start coming system. back up. Yeah, the whole system, <laughs> plumbing system in my parents' house. And then all these bags would float out onto the flooded bathroom floor. God. But I didn't think of that far. Oh. I think it was direct. Did your sewer. toilet ever come to you with a, pre- a positive pregnancy test? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Did your toilet ever come to you and like this is your baby? I, it was a toilet baby. I, I see what you're trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> it was a stretch, Autumn. No, it wasn't. It was a bit oh, of a stretch. Oh, my God. All right. And then you just were defiling your hamper. Right, and then it was just, yeah, I'll do laundry myself, so I'm not found Would out. you just take something out of the hamper and use that and then go do laundry? And then I would have to hide it. Until I'm the- saying, like, what would you use? What was your bib? What was your <laughs> cleanup? Does, why does it matter? <laughs> I'm curious. Various cloth items. <laughs> okay. And you just uh, go down <laughs> two in the morning, set an alarm, go down, do laundry, and like, no one will know. Until yeah. your parents hear you at two in the morning. Why are you doing laundry at that time? Even though they know. And at this point, like, I prefer. I, why did you even ask? I, did, I, I don't remember what my answer was. So she did. Your mom caught you. She, she asked me once. Why are you doing laundry? I think she knew the answer already. You she didn't a, want to know the real answer. <laughs> she didn't want to know the truth. You as a parent. This is what you have to look forward to. <clears throat> uh, do you have any plans on how you're going to approach that? He's going to leave it be for the most part. I, f- I feel like I'll throw this out there. I have no clue. I don't have a kid. I've thought about it a little bit. Try to set it up as best as you can and explain that it's okay. But obviously yeah. when it's happening, the kid's not going to want to talk about it. So don't pry. Um, I think if it's never brought up to me and I'm seeing evidence of it or I'm or I know it's happening. Or what are you talking about? When you say it. I'm talking about general Going puberty? through puberty, not just Oh, sorry. I thought you meant it. masturbation. Well, let me save the masturbation one first. Okay. So I think, one, if it's not affecting me in any way, you know what I mean? Like if I'm not finding, you know, crusty socks under the bed, you know what I mean? Like I'm, if I'm not finding that 
And but I assume it's happening or I know it's happening like 30 minute showers or something. I might just say, listen, I know that things are going on with your body. If you ever want to talk about anything or if you have any questions, you can always come to us. I know it's embarrassing, but we're always here. I mean, like, I'll just say, like, we're just here if you want it. Don't be afraid to come to us. And hopefully I'll have, you know, created that as we've gone along. It won't be like the first time that you have to come to me with something embarrassing. Um, If there is something that is affecting me, right? If like, if he, I'm going to assume it's the boy that's going to be disgusting. But if he is being disgusting in some way, if I find plastic bags in the toilet, (laughs) then I'm going to say, listen. That's very innovative. You're a smart kid. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll I'll start with something positive. Like, wow, creative. But listen, you're destroying our septic system. So you can't do that anymore. You need to come up with a way to be more discreet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll kind of tell them. Just like say, and, and if you, I know that you're doing, if, if you have any, and then I'll set it up again. Like, if you have any questions or if you ever need help with anything or if you're worried or scared, you can come to us. But please stop doing that. Use your dirty laundry and call it a day. Um, when I was little, before we go too far into puberty talk, when I was little and masturbating, I was like humping my comforter <laughs> and like making out with my pillow. <laughs> it was really gross. And you were getting romantic about it. I was. I was definitely romantic. I would. Um, you were making out with the pillow, but now you don't like to be spooned at all. No, that's different. So even with the pillow, when you were done with it and the comforter, you didn't want it touching you. No, I would just use it as my blanket. I get that. And then when you're done, <laughs> you push it to the side. Don't touch me. No, I wasn't that. I wanted, if, if the comforter weighed 100 and, or 200 pounds and wanted to spoon me and wanted to put its leg over me, no, I don't want that. You're squishing me. But me hugging the pillow is different. And plus, I didn't do that. I would just, yeah, I would, like a dog, <laughs> gather it up in, like, in this perfect way. And I didn't know, even though I knew so much about, like my mom gave me the book, Our Bodies Ourselves, and it had lots of diagrams, lots of pictures. I didn't do a lot of the reading in it, but I looked at a lot of the pictures, you know, and it taught me about like what the inside of your breasts look like. And then when their milk came in and people's vaginas and then diagrams of fallopian tubes, like I knew all that, but I didn't know about masturbating. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew it felt good. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, one day I was, you know, doing my thing and I started to feel something and I sat up and I got real scared. I was like, well, oh God, what was that? Well, okay, I'm going to go back. And so <laughs> I did it some more and then I stopped again because it scared me. And then I was like, all right, this time I'm just going to go a little bit farther. I'm just going to let it go and see what happens. And so I just went through it and then I had an orgasm for the first time. And I was, I wasn't scared. I was like, whoa, I, I, that's, that was my feeling. It's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> and then I kept trying to recreate that. I can understand <laughs> the feeling. Like my, going back to my experience, yeah. there was the feeling at first, like, whoa, then it's like, whoa, whoa. The different types of woes. I there think was- that for you having something come out and not be expecting that, I guess, that yeah. would be scary. Yeah, even though I knew it just hadn't happened yet, and then it did. So yeah, realistically, I knew. Anyway, I made out with a pillow too. I pretended it was Melody from Hey Dude. 
wait, is Melody the lifeguard Mel- or the horse one? Melody's the one uh, who ended up being Ben Stiller's wife. Yes, she was the lifeguard. I loved oh, that's her. a good choice. I loved her. And then, yeah, the pillow. It was just nice. It was just kissing it. Mm-hmm. There was no <laughs> humping on my end. No, I didn't hump the pillow. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I know. Please. Sorry. I wasn't humping Other the linens. face I was kissing. Other linens on the yes. bed. So, but, I, yeah. I mean, so as a parent overall, mm-hmm. I just feel like telling them when they're kids and they're not really getting embarrassed about it yet is the way to go. You present as much information as you can, and then when it's happening, the communication is probably going to shut down. And yeah. then you just let them falter their way through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the kids are already, like... Pete plays with his penis anytime he has access to it. He's he's on it. You know, he's pulling it, mushing it around. And he like, so he has his foreskin, you know, so he puts his finger in through his foreskin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, Got it. <laughs> uh, he uh, he talks about it getting bigger. He's like, it get bigger, bigger, yeah, this bigger. Is, okay. <laughs> no, it's funny. Why are you upset by this? I, talking about how old is he? He's like two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. I. I look. If it were my kid, I like that he's open things. about it. I think it's interesting that he has not that he doesn't have shame. I don't. I'm no one's teaching him shame. No one expects him to have shame. No, that'll it's come just, later. That'll come. Yeah, that'll come later. Like, it's this this openness. You know, he talks. He knows what his scrotum is. I told him that's. His, he's like, what is that? He asked me what it was. It's like that's your scrotum. Like scrotum. And he talked about it like saying hi to his butt. He like. <laughs> he's like his scrotum. He said his scrotum is waiting for his butt, and his penis says hi. And Ellie knows what her vagina is like, you know, I, I'm using all the words. I'm using all the right words. And they have no, uh, they're not shy about their bodies. Um, and I think that's real common right now, especially for like a five-year-old. Um, uh, we were just at a friend's house the other day and she like flashed her vagina. And Ellie, we've had to like break her of doing that. So I think that's, that's pretty normal. She's not <laughs> You had to special. break her of doing that. Well, yeah, we had to say, like, stop. Well, she was showing it to my dad. She would, like, pull, because we, you know, she would like to flash her butt. And, just, and that's fine, right? That's kind of funny. But then she was like, okay, I'll do you one better. Here's my vagina. She would go, vagina, vagina, vagina. You know, it was, we had to stop. <laughs> my poor dad just look away, like, hmm. I don't want you to do that. Anyway. I just think of this show when it becomes so popular with millions of downloads. And then your kids going to be described in such a manner and they're going to get older and they're going to go listen like why did you talk about that well why'd you do that they didn't give you permission (laughs) should i not have said that go and you can say whatever you like uh i think the way you're approaching it and being open with them as a parent in the situation that's good Mm -hmm. but discussing it in a wider i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying it is instilling a bit of discomfort on my end really Yes, it's very detailed. It's like going back to David when it's like, yeah, some things we can get, we can understand oh. these things. It's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, I'm interested in why it's bothering you. Uh, I can't, I mean, I could probably figure out. I don't know. Yeah. The How to articulate what is causing the feeling. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's like, I don't know. They're babies. When you're yeah. talking about them very much detail matter of fact is what i think i'm speaking of it in a very it is matter, matter of fact. Of it's fact what they way. do it's i think it's what every kid probably does mm-hmm. i wouldn't know maybe but, that's what it is maybe 
because I'm around it and it doesn't feel that crazy. So I, I'm saying it. I'm and sure other for parents you, listening to this. Right. Yeah, of course. And it's not a big deal. But if there's anyone who doesn't have kids, maybe it's strange for them. But you didn't like my description earlier of the of David. David. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're like, it's not rape, but it's, it's like, okay. <laughs> I, we get it. We can well, all listen, figure it out. Think about, think about when, okay, not you, right? Because you didn't push sexually, but with the sort of lines that we're drawing in the sand about what is sexual assault and what is rape, you know, I, I feel like coming of age could be pretty a dicey, you know, ground. Because if you do sort of want the person to push a little bit because you're too afraid or you're nervous, but you you want to do it, but you're scared, not sex necessarily, but just whatever. Um, and then that person does that. And then you hear later that maybe that could have be under the category of an assault. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? How is that? How do you deal with that at this age? That's a whole different topic. But uh, yeah, I think the the problem is. If you want the other person to push and they're pushing too far and you yeah. say no, then it should stop. But of course. at that age, you probably wouldn't be saying no because you don't really. There are, there are nerves involved. There's probably part why this needs to happen at some point and maybe I'll go through with it. And then after the fact, you may realize that it's not something you wanted to actually happen. Mm-hmm. So it was a no. But if you never expressed it. Yeah, I don't know how you get around it. Um, I think it has to be real explicit. Like, hey, are we? Are you into this? Like, yes. Okay, but, let's. But keep no going. one's asking that at that age, and I think you know you right. try to educate people as best as you can. Your own kids, instead of just letting them run around. Ultimately, it doesn't go maybe as far as you want it to because they're still autonomous beings making their own decisions, and you know you get to the point where you're rebelling against your parents anyway. So whatever they're saying may be something you dismiss. But I think as a parent, you do as best as you can. I mean. It was instilled to not put women in uncomfortable positions right. and something, you know, I held on to. So there are certainly things that I can be told and taught at a younger age that will stick with you if you find yourself in the situation. But, you know, does everyone follow it? I have no clue. Right. Well, let me end it on something. Wait, are we near the end? Acne? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, do you want to talk about that? I didn't have it. Thank God. That was one oh. thing I didn't have to deal with. I did. I had it in elementary school because of my period. And people thought I had chicken pox. And they made fun of me. Like, you should go home because you have chicken pox. Like, like no. <laughs> zits. Zits. <laughs> yeah. That was horrible. Uh, and that's another thing. Just another reason to make fun of someone out of something that, over something they can't control. Pizza face. <laughs> <laughs> See, the person already feels bad enough. I know. Look in the mirror and you've got all these pimples. Why do you need, why do other people feel the need to just rub that in? Ugh. Well, I mean. I had yeah, dandruff. Because I, 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 I told you about my skin condition. I, you know, I had dandruff. So I mm-hmm. didn't have zits. But because my face was dry, I didn't get the zits. But yeah. And I don't know why. It took a, even that took a while. That's one point where I feel like my parents let me down. I remember sixth grade. All over my shirt, Ugh. and I know it's there. And I think I could. I was like, well, there's got to be a limited amount of dandruff. So if I just keep rubbing my head, it'll just all flake yes! out. It doesn't. Yeah. It's seemingly an unlimited supply, <laughs> even though it's not. But you can't. And I don't know why at that point my parents knew. Why did they just 
get me some head and shoulders and say, hey, start using this. It seems like it took a very, maybe it did happen within, you know, two weeks at that age and that happening is a very long time. So maybe it really did happen pretty quickly. But in my mind, it seemed like it went on forever. Well, it's hard too, probably because you have so much, uh, uh, you, you want to be left alone. And so now all of a sudden they're supposed to know when you don't want to be left alone. You know what I mean? Like maybe they were waiting for you to come to them because it's like, well, this is how he operates. So let's just let it. But in your mind, it's like, you didn't help me. You let me go out there with all those flakes. Yeah. (laughs) Raining down. See, that'll be hard for me. If my kids want me to leave them alone, I think that will be hard. Because I'll want to jump in and be like, yo, here's some head and shoulders. Like, mom, leave me alone. Even if that's the reaction, I bet uh, the shampoo would be used. Because there is the part that you're embarrassed and ashamed of the fact that your head is constantly flaking and even if your parents call you out on it by getting you shampoo and that just inflames that and shame for a little bit you will start to use it well, but yeah. if it does if it does solve the problem okay <laughs> i don't have a, the acne thing i always felt bad for those people that's something i never made fun of people for yeah though they were surely targets and then uh, yeah then mtv pu- pushed oxy the, for the, the pads oh. that would dry out your face. I oh. used, um, what's that stupid one that people use? What's it? I think like Kylie Jenner is promoting it. Oh, uh, I, it's very expensive, that stuff. It used to not, it, yeah, I think it was, I don't know, it had a little bit more credibility back when I was using it. And now it just turned into like, oh, what the fuck is it called? I'm people looking at it. Beating up. their steering wheels. Kylie Jenner pushes it. How can you? Well, not? I just saw her recently. She's like, my pimples were so bad. Uh, Kylie Jenner's $17 acne treatment. I don't know if this is. No, proactive. This, yeah, she's not pushing proactive, but she is pushing an acne treatment. Oh. It doesn't look like she's pushing. Who cares? I'm not talking about anymore about Kylie Jenner. That's, That's the fine. End. That's <laughs> I didn't mean to bring her up. I just yeah. couldn't remember what it was called. But yeah, I, I used proactive and it really worked. But I still get like, but I mean, women are different. You know what I mean? We've got the oily, oilier skin sometimes. And then also the hormones changing all the time, fluctuating. So how do you want to close this? You had something. You had a big set piece to bring us out. Oh, I was just thinking well, <laughs> when you put it up like that, I feel like it's not that good. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I. <laughs> <laughs> I've set you up for failure. I was wondering if there was any point during puberty that you started to think, and I don't know, maybe this is something that men don't do at all, but did you ever look at your body and see it so different and feel like more sexual in it? No. But, I mean, the changes with girls is obviously more pronounced. It happens with men. Obviously, our bodies fill out. Yeah, um, I didn't know if you were like were looking at your body like, wow, look, I'm like a man now, manly. I never this is had, manly and I, that's sexy kind of. I was so, so skinny until 10th grade. And oh. We started lifting some weights for soccer and my body really took to it. And not mm-hmm. like I'm super muscular now, but then it does seem like muscles just popped up. But I never looked at myself in the mirror and said, ooh, man right. now. Because <laughs> when my boobs came in. I was like, oh, boobs. I loved my boobs. They're like my favorite part of my new body. <laughs> How old were you? I would like put on dresses backwards 
like in on my own when I was in my room supposed to be asleep. I'd put them on backwards so that I'd have like lots of cleavage. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's probably a pretty normal thing, just exploring yeah. the changes in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I can't uh, carry that conversation any further because mm. there was never a point. And it's probably just... <laughs> <laughs> I've never viewed myself as that sexual of a being, so. Right, that's true. I'm asking the wrong person. Yeah, talk to people <laughs> who don't find sex to be a chore and the most animalistic thing. I want to be a machine. How do you get past that? Because you have to have the drive to like, I really want to hump this person. It comes here and here and there. Yeah. And sometimes it's not there. I, the trick with it, if you can surely overthink it, and if that's your mindset going in, it can ruin the whole thing. But right. mm-hmm. I've gotten all right with, all right, even if it's not a moment where I'm really wanting to have sex, I can, we can start it and I'm able to disengage that part of my brain. But that's, oh, okay. it does require a separation of my, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, just go be an animal now for a little bit. Yeah. And then you can have I feel your- like um, porn lately has really, I can't, I can't get into it so gross what porn i know but what about it i don't know it's just all very unappealing <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah i don't like it when the girl is too innocent there's I don't been like no it. change so is it a change in the content and the way it's presented or is it the same stuff you've already, always watched that you just don't like no anymore? it all just seems kind of gross yeah ultimately it is pretty gross yeah just- i feel like the women are either over sexual and that's gross and then they're or they're like innocent and being taken advantage of that's gross or it's just some like dripping gross sound it's all gross (laughs) it's really gross strive to be a machine yeah join the movement autumn (laughs) that should be your t-shirt for our show strive to be a machine yeah (laughs) (laughs) so people would say like they're a machine yeah, people wear and that then shirt. What does that shirt team. mean? It's like, ah, there's a guy who hates being human. Yeah. And I listen and to I this like him. amazing podcast. Here, take a listen. Here's a sticker. And if you want to buy this t-shirt, strive to be a machine. <laughs> One day if I get into that. I'm not in this for the money. No. Or the merchandising. Mm-mm. Merchandising? Merchandising. 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 How do you say housewives? Housewives. Do you say housewives? Housewives. Some people say housewives. Housewives. Which is wrong. Sure. It okay. has nothing to do with our topic. I'll take us out on this. If, okay. there, if time travel were uh, real, instead of sending people to prison, I would send them back to puberty. That mm. would be your punishment. Oh, you robbed that store? You're going back to puberty for six months. Oh, you murdered someone? Perpetually in puberty. For the rest of your life. That's a really interesting concept. It's like um, uh, it's like real life karma. I mean, if I ever write a, a short story, I have a whole list of ideas for short stories that I'll never write. But if I ever I get around that. to it, if I ever get around to it, that'll be one of them. I would love to read a short story of a wor- yours. A world where people are sent back to puberty as punishment. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Please rate and review us on iTunes and on Facebook. You can find us everywhere by searching one topic. Uh, We have uh, our official sponsor of our show, hoffandpepper.com. You can use our code 
one topic 15 to get 15% off of some delicious sauce. Go check them out. And um, I've given out a lot of stickers. I've sent a lot of stickers and some pins to people. So um, if you're interested in something like that, get in touch with me and, you know, send something out to you because we love you guys and um, we love doing the show and we love the people who love our show. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you.